The Secrets of Doctor Who is brought to you by the Star Quest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. You're listening to The Secrets of Doctor Who, where we discuss everything about the hit BBC series, Doctor Who. And today we're discussing the 10th Doctor Big Finish story, Expiry Dating. I'm Don Bettinelli, and joining me today on the panel are Father Corey Stika. Hi, Father Corey. How's it going? Very well, thanks. And Jimmy Aiken. Hey, Jimmy. Howdy, Dom. Folks, be sure to follow The Secrets of Doctor Who in Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio your favorite podcast app, or at the StarQuest YouTube channel, where you should also make sure to hit the ball, the bell, ball, the bell to get notifications. There's not a ball. You don't look for it. Look for a bell. Uh, I want to tell you about another show on the network you're sure to enjoy called PlayStation Portable. It's an opportunity for you to pray several times a day with the whole church. You can find that wherever fine podcasts are found or at sqpn.com slash PSP. And finally, Stick around to the very end of the show. We're going to have some great listener feedback on a previous episode. Uh, but in the meantime, Jimmy, could you give us a recap, if you can, of what happens in expiry dating? Ooh, this one's complex. Here we go. It's the 10th Doctor and River Song's second date or second adventure. Ten still doesn't know who she is, and she has lots of fun flirting with him. In fact, they have lots of fun flirting with each other. The story largely takes place over a series of letters written on psychic paper that River and the Doctor send each other. The first is a message the Doctor finds in a milk bottle floating in space. River wants the Doctor to come to the Apocalypse Vault of the Quantum Vatican on a certain date, but this date is a fixed point, where the Eternal Pope is scheduled to open the Apocalypse Vault and read the Scroll of the End of Days, which specifies the date of the destruction of the Quantum Vatican. Then, the Eternal Pope and his minions will exterminate all life in their solar system, just as a precaution to make sure Doomsday arrives on schedule. Since this is a fixed point, the Doctor doesn't want to do anything to interfere with it, and he instead tracks River's message back to its origin point. In fact, he tracks several messages this way, leading him to have a series of adventures on planets, each of which he saves. At one point, the Doctor ends up uh, in the Quantum Vatican and discovers that River hid a fake version of the Scroll of the End of Days under a fresco, so he takes it. Meanwhile, River tries to meet the Tenth Doctor in the Café de Paris in AD 2160, but her message goes astray in time and the Fifth Doctor shows up. River uses Salome serum on the Fifth Doctor to make him suggestible, but she uses too much and he becomes obsessed with her sending her letter after letter on psychic paper. Eventually, River gets the Fifth Doctor to steal the fake scroll from Ten, and she then wipes Five's memory. However, Ten soon discovers uh, messages in his TARDIS from the First Doctor and the Sixth Doctor that reveal River has also tried to get them to go to the Apocalypse Vault. He concludes that the first message he found in space was meant for any of his incarnations so that River could use them to break into the Apocalypse Vault and the Doctor doesn't trust her. However, he does want to know what's really in the Apocalypse Vault and River tells him to break into it and see. 
He does, and he finds the Scroll of Days there. He concludes that this was all an elaborate ploy on River's part so that she could steal the real scroll. That way, when the fixed point comes and there is no scroll in the vault, the Quantum Vatican will pay her for the fake one. So the Doctor thinks this was all about greed on River's part, and he again doesn't trust her. But when he gets back to the TARDIS, he discovers a hologram of River, and the hologram explains that while he was breaking into the vault, she used the TARDIS to take the fake scroll back to the Apocalypse vault at its very beginning. She left the fake scroll there, making it the real scroll. And she added a few zeros to the date of the death of the quantum vacuum. As a result, when the fixed point arrives, the Eternal Pope will discover that his people have millions of years left. So the fixed point is preserved and nobody has to die. Also, Hologram River explains that the Doctor has been alone for too long, having lost Donna Noble a while ago. So to get him out of his rut, she led him on a merry chase with the messages knowing that he would track her to each of the planets he visited and that he would save billions of lives in the process, so he should be happy. She says that she knows him really well, and one day he will know her too. The end. Okay, so this takes place in the, the in their intersecting reversible timelines uh, after the silence in the library, but before... For the doctor. For the, for the doctor, yeah. right? Um, and before silence of the library for river. Right. right. Of course. Yes. Um, I just, I'm, I'm just kind of like, cause the bulk of the interaction of river and the doctor is with the, th- the uh, 11. 11th doctor. So right. uh, this is a three part story that features David Tennant and Alex Kingston as river and the doctor. Um, and so this is going to be, I, I presume the last interactions, presumably, unless they make more big finish, of the 10th Doctor and River, I guess, right? Correct. Well, I don't, I, I assume they're going to make more 10th Doctor and River stuff. Okay. So I don't know that this is going to be this three-part set. Now, this is the first play of a three-play set called mm-hmm. the 10th Doctor and River. Yeah. And I don't know that these are going to be the last by any stretch of the imagination for those for that pairing. I wonder if she's going to show up in the 60th anniversary special where David Tennant and uh, Donna, Donna Donna Noble, yeah, um, show up. So that would Catherine be Catherine Tate. You, Catherine, thank you. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure. I've heard it. I haven't heard any rumors, but it would be kind of interesting to see. Yeah, yeah I don't know if she will or not. Um, it's. I would suspect not. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's possible, but I would suspect not. Yeah, I, I, I would. I would. My assumption right now is she's not going to be in it, only because all the rumors we have are coming from actual filming from actual sets or, you know, locations. And she, there's no mention of Alex Kingston being anywhere. Yeah. We'd, we'd have, someone would have seen her. Yeah. Yeah. So a couple of preliminary comments about this. Yep. Um, first one is, so this is their, this is their second date. Mm-hmm. And, and so this means that David Tennant's 10th doctor gets to know who she is. They've paired River with a lot of the other doctors, like five and six and so forth, at big and eight at Big Finish. But there, since David Tennant was the first one to meet her on on the show, there, the memories of meeting River can never stick mm-hmm. for the previous doctors. Uh, when she meets five in this one, 
she puts something in his tea that causes him to lose his memory, so that preserves his ignorance of her later. Similarly, in Big Finish River Song Productions, she frequently kisses people with psychic lipstick to make them forget who she is. So um, she meets a lot of the doctors, but none of them get to remember her until 10. Mm. And so it's it's nice for a big finish production to not have to worry about that issue since 10 already knows who she is. Mm-hmm. Also, so they're not having to write around the fact that 10 is the first one to meet her. Obviously, we have major religious themes in this, mm-hmm. which to me are just largely window dressing. I don't take them as a stab at Christianity. That's just some science fiction religion with Christian dressing on it to make it mm-hmm. just so people have some frame of reference for what this weird alien religion with green assassin, green lizard assassins is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. A, a couple of interesting production notes, too, is that this was recorded. Released in November 2020, recorded during lockdown in May 2020. So this, they were all uh, remote as they recorded this. So that kind of mm-hmm. interesting. A lot, a lot of I, <laughs> I gather a lot of Big Finish was recorded in 2020. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, for that reason. Um, and of course, we also have in addition to David Tennant, we and Alex Kingston, we also have uh, Peter Davison and Colin Baker show up as their respective doctors um, in various well. ways, like you mentioned. Colin Baker shows up as a voicemail message on a on an answering machine that he doesn't know how to work. Yeah. And has to have Melanie Bush help him do it. Right, right. Uh, he he sounds much older. <laughs> he does. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's, that's <laughs> he, the nature he, of life. That's fine. Pete, Peter Davison has a much more substantial role in this as the fifth doctor. Mm-hmm. And he actually has a set with River. Um, which, it's part of the Diary of River song series. I forget mm-hmm. which one it is but it's got one of my favorite plays in it called my dinner with andrew which is all about river and the fifth doctor having dinner at a space restaurant Mm. and the play is structured around the courses of a of an actual fancy dinner so you know you start with the appetizer and you work all the way through to coffee at the end and oh, wow. it's really, really creative, and I'm, 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 I plan on asking us to do it for one of our uh, wildcard slots in the future because it's so much fun. Yeah, that it, 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 I gotta say, Alex Kingston does a good job, and the and the writing in this, you know, it really evokes the witty repartee that uh, that that Moffat always was able, you know, wrote for the, for any time River shows up, and especially between the Doctor and River, I really appreciate it. This was. Not written by Moffat, of course. This was written by James Goss, uh, but I, I, I liked it. I thought the uh, the dialogue was 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 clever and witty you know, and fun. It's mm-hmm. interesting as we've been going through Big Finish, you can see how they have improved over the what fifteen years, to almost twenty years that they've been doing uh, Doctor Who. Uh, because when we listen to some of the early Eighth Doctor stuff, it was it's good. The production values and everything are good, but this is better you know you can tell they've improved their quality their writing is improved things like that that of course they're able to get more bigger names now that they've established themselves mm-hmm. you know to do their writing and so on so it, I, i've noticed that that it has improved you know i'm, yeah. I'm sure like anything else it doesn't mean that they're not going to have things that aren't going to fall flat but the newer stuff does sound better in many ways than the early stuff did yeah they've also had longer to find better writers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 
it doesn't hurt that the people get to write for the actual actors who created the characters, you know, as opposed to, you know, other people coming in and pretending to be David Tennant's voice or that sort of thing, which there's plenty of those stories as well. Um, And those, you know, I haven't heard many of them, but those are okay. Um, But you you can always tell it's someone doing David Tennant as opposed Mm -hmm. to David Tennant being David Tennant, you know, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So, um so the story itself, you know, we have you mentioned Jimmy that we it, it opens with a doctor stumbling on a milk bottle in space, a message in a bottle. Um and she wants him to break into the the apocalypse vault uh, at the end of the uh, uh at the end of the universe at the quantum Vatican. Yeah. Uh, and they're kind of they kind of are ambiguous about is it the end of the universe or just the end of the quantum vacuum solar system. Sometimes they say it's the latter, but they kind of imply it's the former just to up the stakes a little bit. Yeah. I, I, kept, I kept wondering, is it supposed to be the Vatican or a, like a, a knockoff Vatican? You know, it's some... the, the quantum Vatican. So, so, yeah. It's just some space religion that okay. they, they've decided to call the Vatican so the listeners will have an earthly frame of reference. All right, my head it's it's kind of like the, the, yeah. the, uh, the, the people mainframe and, you know, the right. 11th Doctor time frame. You know, same kind of deal. Just because they call it people doesn't mean it has anything to do with the Pope in Rome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll headcan it as like a schismatic sect that went off and found it out on some colony somewhere. That's well, at least <laughs> they, they were could. they were green lizard assassins instead of white albino monks. <laughs> that had to be a an homage to uh, to uh, um, Da Vinci. Dan code. Brown. Yeah, yeah, Dan Brown. I I wouldn't even assume it's an it's a schism. I would assume it's just a completely different religion. They're sure. just translating it this way. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, at one point, I think it's a doctor who says Apocalypse Vault sounds like an Iron Maiden concept album, which I thought was mm-hmm. really funny. Yeah. <laughs> it it really does. Um, that, that's a better take than the a good band name, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, also, we should probably explain what the title means. So, Expiry Dating yeah. is a pun on expiry date, which is a kind of British way of saying expiration date. Mm-hmm. So this whole thing deals with the expiration date of the universe or the quantum Vatican. And since it's River and the Doctor having a date, it's not expiry date, it's expiry dating. Yeah, <laughs> it's a, a little bit of a, a pun on on those two concepts, bringing them together. Um, so the first place the Doctor tra- tracks her down to is a place called, is it Wadoosh? Or Wadoosh. Wadoosh. They misspelled it as Voodoosh on the... TARDIS Wikia page, but yeah. it's Wadoosh. It's a little bit of David Tennant's uh, accent and way of saying things. So I'll give mm-hmm. them the, like, a little bit of a, a break on that. But uh, yeah, he tracked her down there where he finds a camel priest and literally a camel that's a priest for this temple temple dedicated to the priestess of eternity, which once again is River Song. <laughs> so she yep. has this habit of uh, setting herself up in these places and people uh you know uh, worshiping her or making her a queen or that sort of thing so it's just kind of it's, funny very clear river song does not follow the prime directive <laughs> no yeah. she does the exact opposite she has no problem interfering there's a nice line uh, before the doctor goes there where he's um talking to himself and you know he's gotten a letter from psychic paper on psychic paper from river and he's thinking about, um, you know, he he's writing her back and wishing her well. And it's like, well, who would wish anyone other than being well? It's, oh, well, I guess Davros would. Yeah. <laughs> but Davros wouldn't send a letter. He'd probably send a card with bunnies on it. It seems like Davros seems like the bunny type. <laughs> that was good. That was good. 
<laughs> interesting about these letters on the psychic paper is that they're kind of a conversation. Like you can, mm-hmm. yeah, you're kind of talking with the person as you're writing the letter, uh, which mm-hmm. I think is because like, like they can respond psychically as you write. Uh, although in that first letter, he ends up writing on the back of the page because he wrote so much and it, the back isn't psychic. So she can't respond to it anymore, which is, yeah. I thought was uh, interesting. Which- which lets him have the last word. Yeah, I yeah. like the fact the back of the psychic paper is not psychic. <laughs> it's all in the front. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and when each one writes a letter, they're dealing with some major crisis where they are at. So it's kind of kind of a fun. You get a glimpse into some adventure they're having, but you don't get to see the whole yeah. thing. It's in media res. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, at the next stop after the camel uh, priest planet. Uh, Wadush, they get to, he gets to another planet where he gets thrown in a dungeon. Uh, uh, and, and I love the name of where he is. It's the tyranny of the shining quartz. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And 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 Rivers had previously been there and stolen the crown jewels, which were which was the shining quartz itself. So the tyrant of the tyranny of the shining quartz is really mad at River for stealing the shining quartz. <laughs> right. <laughs> and that's why he's in the in the dungeon there and. Uh, he uh, he's his only companions are the jailer's guinea pigs, which he's knighted. Uh, says, Arise, <laughs> Sir Nipsey and Sir Squeakalot, which I thought was good. Was good. Um, <laughs> it turns out he arranged for the tyrant of the Shining Quartz to be overthrown and replaced with the Republic, and they'll they're holding a referendum. And you know how well those always turn out. He says, which little is Brexit cl- reference. There. Oh yes, a clear Brexit reference. <laughs> so that yet, yeah, as in not well. Um, and then we have. The next stop is uh, River's next letter is is held by a sentient hive mind uh, that's it's which sees it as a ancient relic encased in solidified smart honey, but the smart honey melts. Well, the, the, we should explain the hive mind is made of bees, right? So when all the bees get together, they form a hive mind and that's intelligent, and that's why they have smart honey, right? And I mm-hmm. I also love the concept of smart honey. They just plop that into the script, yeah. The doctor yeah. says that the message is encased in smart honey. <laughs> it's like, okay, <laughs> smart honey is a thing now. Yeah. And, well, yes. yeah. and then it, it melts on the TARDIS console and programs the, um, the TARDIS with coordinates um, to try to get the doctor allegedly to the apocalypse vault. And so that's part of why the smart honey is smart. It's able to contain information and program other machines. Yeah, get hacked by Smart Honey, yeah, which, which is good. <laughs> um, so then at, at another point, I kind of skipped ahead a little bit because I, I got a little turned around in what was going on. But at one point, River's on the Orient Express, mm-hmm. which I, at first I'm wondering, is it the space one or the Earth one? And it, I, it turns out it's the Earth one. Yeah. <laughs> Father Corey and I talked about the space one uh, recently. So, um, yeah. Uh, so she's on the Orient Express. This, she steals money from some rich mean lady to give it to a scientist to cure the decadence. There's a bunch, a whole bunch of things going on like that. Um, oh yeah, during that sequence. So she's well, she's on this wherever she is. I I took it as the Space Orient Express, but um, mm-hmm. there's an assassin there to kill her, and because he he wants to get the money back from her from River for his boss. Right. And he tells her that um, you will be thrown under a bridge that is about to be built. But if you give the money back now, you won't be alive when the concrete is poured. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
and and there is an eruption uh, of like lava from across the continent that's going to eventually sweep over this area except for an island and devastate everything and it's called the decadence and yep. so river is it has stolen the money and given it to a scientist who will find a cure for the decadence and save everybody right Right. Well I, well, I had to laugh, too, because it wasn't even just lava. They had to ramp it up with lava that is pushing toxic waste ahead of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. That's been there for centuries. Because so lava's it's, it's, not bad you enough. You layer the toxic yeah. waste, and then you get burned by lava. Yeah, yeah. Well, I love the way she gets out of it, too, because you have this kind of big, he sounds like a big brutish, like, Russian accent sort of uh, enforcer. Yeah. Um, and the way she gets out of it is to kind of say, so, you know, uh, the this rich lady will survive on her island. Um, what about you? Oh, she'll but, take me in. Are you sure? Is <laughs> you a house on the island? <laughs> yeah, yeah, after yeah. they talked about, yeah, building the bridge to the island and the people would live under the bridge pillar. <laughs> in other words, be buried in the concrete. Right, right. And he kind of thinks about that for a second. And that's the second time she did it because the jailer uh, that that had uh, the doctor in the dungeons she sweet talked to him, and so then he, you know, that he was actually a really nice guy. And right, right. She yeah. she bribed him to help the doctor avoid execution. Yep. Right. That right. was there was actually a nice discussion there because the doctor, while he was in the dungeon, he was writing to River about how he was scheduled to be executed in the morning, and they were going to cut his head off. And it's like, I wonder what happens if I get my head cut off. Will I regenerate? <laughs> will I? Will I have two heads? <laughs> will it be the Metacrisis head instead of the Metacrisis hand? <laughs> so uh um one of the things that I, I made a note here at this point is the doctor has already seen river die he knows her from the science in the library but he acts like he doesn't really know her like so like he doesn't know her it's, it's at points in this and that was kind of confusing to me in the midpoint of this story well yeah he doesn't know whether he can trust her and that's something that continues into the matt smith era Mm-hmm. Matt Smith's doctor at first does not know if he can trust River. And eventually, and there's all this stuff about, I mean, they have in, in Matt Smith's first season, they have all the stuff about River is in prison because she killed someone and who did she kill and you can't trust her. You know, the space Marines are telling her. Um, and it's like, I'm sorry, sweetie, but one day you're going to know who I am and that's going to change everything. And it all leads up to a good man goes to war followed by Lake Silencio where mm-hmm. she, she ostensibly kills the doctor on behalf of Madame Kovarian. So this is even earlier than that. David Tennant's doctor has less information about river and her significance in his future than uh, Matt Smith does. And so it's natural for him not to know whether he can trust her. He just knows she knows about me. I meet her in the future and I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing. Right, right. Yeah, that yeah, it is early days for him. I mean, he knows of her sacrifice in the library and that's it. And yeah, and that he knows he's traveling backward along her timeline, uh, obviously. So, yeah. Um she does have a line at this point where she says the uh, she to talking about him, she says the only thing in the universe that confuses the doctor is love. Uh and I which I think maybe like means romantic love. And mm-hmm. I'd say that's probably true. <laughs> the doctor does not have a good track record uh, in romantic uh, in, uh, relationships with, with in various kinds. Yeah, I don't know that it's the only thing that confuses him, but it is a thing that confuses <laughs> yeah. him. Right, right. She's typically she's uh, um, uh, hyperbolic uh, about things. 
Um, <laughs> the doctor then sulks with a victory parade. She says uh, that <laughs> only you would sulk with a, uh, by having a victory parade. Um, uh, we, we also hear about him going off on an adventure with Jane Austen, where they go hunt werewolves yeah. and vampires. Uh, yeah, which is a reference to the to the book uh, Jane Austen Vampire Hunter. Yes. I'm sorry. Um, sorry, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Yes, it's yeah. Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Right. Um, but uh, before that, the Doctor goes to the Quantum Vatican, and while he's there, he's looking at the artwork, and he sees the icon of the weeping child, mm-hmm. and he then sees the fresco of the screaming queen. And this is a reference to an actual thing, because the some very nearsighted nun attempted oh, to yeah. restore yes. the fresco of the Screaming Queen, and it's under the fresco of the Screaming Queen that the that the doctor finds the fake version of the scroll. So that's where mm-hmm. he gets that. But in talking about the botched restoration by the nearsighted nun of the icon of the fresco of the screaming queen. That's a reference to a story that happened a few years ago in Spain, because there was a church in a little village in Borja, Spain, um, that had a picture of Jesus Christ suffering. You know, he's crowned with thorns um, that was painted in the 1930s. And in 2012, an elderly parishioner, with the uh, with the apparent consent of the priest of the parish, took it upon herself to begin restoration work because you know this picture had had paint falling off of it and so forth. It was old and not well preserved, and she she got it partly restored, and then went on vacation. And when she came back, it had become a global phenomenon. Because mm. in its partly restored state, it looks hideous. Yes. And and she she explained that she wasn't done, but wow, does it look hideous? I'm not yeah. sure it could be and, any better. It yeah. It, and so it, it it's it was because it's it you know it's Christ crowned with thorns. It's originally called Ece Homo, which means behold the man. It's you know the line that mm-hmm. Pilate uses in the Gospel of John. But uh, because of how badly it's been restored, it's now been nicknamed Eche Mano, which is Spanish for Behold the Monkey. <laughs> yeah. And and it does kind of look like a monkey or a screaming queen. Mm. <laughs> it could be, yes. <laughs> the, uh, the child does weep over it. Um, yeah, I, I thought of the same thing, like the, uh, the, the botched restoration. It, we, we never hear about botched re- art restoration these days. That's the first one that comes to mind. Um, Oh, oh, then also, we also get another, before we get to the Jane Austen segment, we also get a letter from Pata, 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 the bird king of some planet. Yep. Who's, yeah. who's, writing, the, who's writing River on behalf of the doctor because the doctor is busy saving his people from the great mange. Right. Hmm. Yep. Yep. And then, uh, yeah, and then we have the uh, Jane Austen and the doctor who are having an adventure, and I... I I kind of want to hear that now. Because <laughs> yeah. that sounds really well, awesome. We we hear Jane Austen in the background. So for people who may not be aware, Jane Austen is a 19th century British novelist. Yeah. Uh, well, 18th and 19th century British novelist. And she wrote Pride and Prejudice and a bunch of other things, um, which are very courtly um, mm-hmm. novels and about romance and 
and wow, we hear her in the background, and she sounds crazy. I <laughs> yeah. mean, she's she's hooting and hollering, and um, very not like her stately, courtly romance novels. Exactly. Um, and the doctor says, "Man, the things she can do." They've been hunting werewolves, and she says, "Man, the things she can do with with a silver bullet." And he notes that she doesn't like vampires because you can't use because they disintegrate when you kill them. So you can't gather trophy bones from them and make them into necklaces. And that's why she doesn't like vampires. Um, he says and then they then go they, dancing and she's kind of a wild, wild woman on the dance floor, too, it sounds like. Yeah. And it's real clear the doctor is trying to make River jealous here by yeah. talking about his adventure with Jane Austen. And successfully. And, <laughs> yes. Yeah. And she, she does get jealous and writes him back. Um, he says that he would invite Jane on board the TARDIS if he wasn't afraid of her. <laughs> <laughs> and and he and a particular treat for me is he talks about when they went dancing, they they did Sir Roger de Coverley. And it's like, I know Sir Roger de Coverley. <laughs> I know that I call that dance. So uh, so I I know and have called the exact dance that they did. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so at this point, so, and she at River writes back with like this really acid um, um, friendliness. You know that, that you can yeah. tell it's cold. <laughs> this she back. she accuses Jane Austen of being a man eater, <laughs> and, yes. and it's like she just goes through men. She. She's going to, you know, she, she's, you're just her latest victim and she's going <laughs> to dump you in essence. Yep. Uh, so this is around the point where River invites the doctor to meet her at Cafe de Paris on uh, May Day 2160. May 1st May, is May Day 2160. Uh, but, it, and I'm guessing it's Cafe de Paris in Paris. It's never explicitly said. Yeah. Mm, um, yeah. And, she invites the tenth doctor, but the fifth doctor shows up instead, like you mentioned. And and this is this that goes all the way back to silence in the library, because when the thing that draws the tenth doctor, River is not trying to get the tenth doctor to come to the library. She's right. trying to get the eleventh doctor, apparently. But her her uh, her letter on psychic paper, or her message on psychic paper, goes astray in time. And and the tenth doctor and Donna Noble end up receiving it, which is why mm. River is from his future. It's because it's a misplaced message. And so here we have the same thing. She's trying to invite the tenth doctor to come to the cafe, but the message goes astray in time, and the fifth doctor shows up. Mm -hmm. Yes, and he's late by a year. I think is <laughs> yeah. What she says it's supposed uh, to be twenty. 2160 and it was 2161 yes yeah but he's uh, very interested he she's not so interested in him at first but he is interested in her he very quickly deduces that that she's a time traveler and that she very much needs his help um and so he's interested in finding out more about that and at some point she she slips him the salome serum as we later discover and he becomes absolutely obsessed with her. Yeah. <laughs> to the point where Tegan, he says Tegan physically pins him to the wall and tells him she's just not that into you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Of, of, of the Zero Room, which was a thing yep. back in the, uh, right. in the Fifth Doctor's time. Pinned me to the wall of the Zero Room and said, hey, mate, she's just not that into you. <laughs> well, well so, this, this, is, this is after uh, Turlo was picked up because the Doctor says, Tegan and that, that other guy, whatever his name what's is. What's his name? <laughs> what's his name? Yeah. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, so the uh, so now we have the fifth and tenth doctors writing with her, and that 
and you mentioned he's the fifth is falling more and more in love with her. And she gets him to steal the scroll, the fake scroll from the 10th doctor. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, he pickpockets him. It, it's a standard bump and pass pickpocket. The 10th, right. ten, ten, fifth doctor deliberately bumps into the 10th doctor as he's coming into the restaurant and snatches the scroll as he passes by. Right. And then hides behind a potted plant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Until he leaves. Um, and, uh, so this river has had the scroll forged to look authentic and now needs him to put it in the apocalypse vault is basically what she's trying to do. And it's this, it's a complex plot here where she's make making it look like she's doing things for her own gain. But in reality, all of this is a ploy to help the doctor uh, as, after he has lost Donna. I mean, that's kind of the, the overarching yeah. idea. So that's what makes it sort of a complex uh, hidden uh, plot, hidden reason behind everything. Yeah, she also is um, needs the TARDIS. I mean, she has a time for she has a vortex manipulator, but it's not a great way to time travel. So she needs the TARDIS to go back to the beginning of the Apocalypse Vault so that her scroll will be the right age, mm-hmm. so that when they open it, it'll be the appropriate number of centuries old when they test it. And so this is this is an added layer of art forgery in in the real world. Art forgery and antiquities forgery is plagued by the problem or the forgers anyway are plagued by the problem of how do you create the appearance of age Mm -hmm. and they have to go to elaborate lengths to make it look like their totally new forgery is actually old. Right. And River with time travel has a solution for that. You make it now, <laughs> you take it back. Super yep. easy. <laughs> so uh and then the doctor responds by being he's disappointed in her because he thought she he meant more to her than just a con job, than just, you know, carrying out this this con job on the the Quantum Vatican. Uh and he yeah. kind of goes on a bit about that. Oh, I before we get uh, yes, but I I want to mention after she confesses to the fifth doctor that she gave him too much salome serum Mm -hmm. salome being a reference to uh the daughter of herod um Mm. antipas who danced so well at his birthday party that he offered her a wish offered her anything up to half his kingdom and she demanded the head of john the baptist right so so that's who salome is um or salome to pronounce it the more american way um, but she confesses that, uh, that she's, she's put some Salome serum in his tea previously. And he says, have you done something to me? You have, haven't you? I forgive you. Let's run away together. I've got a universe to show you. <laughs> I just love how he, he realizes she's done something and instantly pivots and is still obsessing about <laughs> running away with her. <laughs> so. Uh, at, at this point, does does Tan does Tenant call the 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 Quantum Vatican the worst hypocrites in the known universe? Uh, I, and I guess as as you're saying, Jimmy, it's you know if you just if we it's not necessarily a dig at the Catholic Church. It's the it's a dig at this thing that has been given a name that we'll all recognize as a religious institution that that lasts. Yeah, the ages. I mean it's it's a little it's a little it's a little mean spirited. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it's not it's not meant for the real Catholic Church because the real Catholic Church does not have an apocalypse vault and it does <laughs> not have a scroll of the end of days and it's not going to kill everyone on earth 
to make right, yeah. sure Doomsday arrives on time. This is clearly a fantasy space religion. Apocalypse Vault would be handy, though, but, uh, you know, you never know. <laughs> mm-hmm. So he so this is about when he finds the letter that the first doctor sent to River uh, in which he tells her to stop writing to him, which sounds just like the first doctor. Um, yeah. Also, he alludes to um, she, her having invited him to have a picnic on the planet Vortis, which is the web planet. Oh. And he says, as if I'd ever go back to Vortis. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then uh, he gets the voicemail from the sixth doctor who talks about you know, not knowing how to operate the device. Uh, well, it- it wasn't even voicemail. It was the uh, the greeting, you know. This, you yeah, reach the doctor. If, you're, if yeah. you're a song, don't bother, you know. Yeah, right, right. Um, so they end up, the doc, the 10th Doctor and River end up back at the Café de Paris where they're being shot at by out-of-phase lizard priest assassins for having stolen the scroll. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, and I, th- love, I love how when they... When they- come in and this battle is going on that only they can see only the river and doctor and the doctor can see the 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 mm-hmm. assassins that are shooting at them and river comes in and orders from the waiter tea and a chronon blaster <laughs> yes. yeah. and and the waiter later brings them tea and then says your gun madame which is <laughs> yeah. exactly like what happens in my dinner with andrew where uh, you have this uh, incredibly obsequious French waiter who will just supply anything <laughs> that River requests. <laughs> That's good. Um, yeah, and the doctor says uh, it. So turns out River's out of phase two. So to everyone else in the restaurant, the doctor is freaking out over lizard assassins attacking him uh, and uh, and seeing nothing, and he's talking to nobody. So uh, he he looks crazy. Um, he says that they want to they want to kill them for knowing that God doesn't exist is uh, the line there. Um, but she convinces him to go to the vault, and so he 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 gets with her, mm-hmm. but he gets there first and sets up a test for her of the the scroll and whether she's actually doing a good thing or she's trying to steal this scroll from the Vatican. And and as you mentioned, it turns out she used him to put the fake scroll in the vault as it was being built. And then change the date of the end of the universe or the soul system, whatever it is the quantum Vatican state is, to save all the people. And she says, the real scroll was recycled as the psychic paper we've been using to write letters back and forth. <laughs> so a little loop there. Um, and, and that's where we, uh, we wrap things up. So uh, any, other, any other notes on this story, uh, both of you? Uh, Father Corey? So there's... She mentions, or there's one point where they mention a black velvet coat with a cloak. And, of course, that's a callback to the third doctor. I mean, yep. that's what he was known for was his black velvet cloak. Um, one point, River is fighting the Rutans. She says, oh, yeah. you know, finding a peace treaty, which means she's fighting with them. Yep. Um, and she alludes to so many tentacles. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's, oh, and then mentioned about the Eye of Orion. You know, of course, how many times did the fifth doctor try to get to the Eye of Orion? Right, right. And that. That's all I got. Jimmy, anything else? Nope. All I right. Just, I thought it was a lot of fun. It is a, it it is a fun story. So if you get a chance to listen to it, uh, and, and uh, just to kind of mention, um, A, if, if, you don't, if you don't want to buy the Big Finish stories, so many of them are available on the Hoopla library app. So if you, if you mm-hmm. download that, um, check it out. And uh, Humble Bundle is a charity-based uh, or- organization that offers lots of different things, books, 
games, comic books, but also Big Finish occasionally. Uh, and you can, if you check them out once in a while, you can get a whole bunch of Big Finish stories for very little money. And uh, so definitely, you know, keep an eye on that. It was a bundle recently. And also watch yeah. the Big Finish site. They they run very regular, very generous sales. Yeah, you know where they will like once a month. Usually they'll have one collection of a Doctor on sale or something like that. Right, two bucks for a, you know a collection. I mean, it's really good. So definitely check them out. And uh, they have an app that you can use, put on your phone, and you can download the stories to that directly from their site. It's really easy. So uh, yeah, I've had some questions on our Discord about big finished stories and how do i get them and and you know do i have to buy all these stories and the, the answer is you don't necessarily have to so yeah uh, definitely one, one thing i just will mention i've, I've run into is it, for those of us in the united states they are a great you know a com- company based in the uk and it is billed out of the uk so if you have a credit card or a debit card that doesn't allow international transactions for security purposes it won't work on their website right oh. right you'll i i just use paypal when i order yeah, from well, big finish yeah and it, it, that still applies because I did the I did the same thing, and my debit card doesn't work on the Big Finish website. The bank calls me. What are you doing? Because so, your debit card uh, is, the, is the funding source for PayPal, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. So um, that's yeah. just just a caveat for those who might not be aware. Good point. Good point. Yeah, but it's a lot of fun. I recently, yep. a couple three weeks ago, I had a, a like an eight hour drive up to the Bay Area, and I listened to my dinner with Andrew again, mm-hmm. and I listened to. All three plays from Missy and the Monk, um, <laughs> which is it's really great because the 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 meddling monk is himself a proto master. He's not evil the way the master is, but he's mischievous. And so pairing the monk with the full on master in, in, <laughs> in especially Missy's crazy master, <laughs> yeah, is a lot of fun. By the way, you I, I, mentioned my my dinner with Andrew a couple of times. That's a play on a movie called My Dinner with Andre, Correct. starring Wallace Shawn and a few <laughs> other people. Inconceivable. <laughs> exactly. That's who Wallace Shawn is. Uh, it's a classic 1981 comedy drama film that takes place during a dinner. So that's the idea. So um, Yeah. Just uh, if anyone's interested. All right. I mentioned we have feedback. So let me share that now from our recent episode on the first Doctor story, The Chase. Ted wrote on Facebook, before I listened to the episode, I decided what my comment would be, but Father Corey quoted it exactly, so let me rephrase it. Worst New York accent ever. Uh, That's how he spelled it, so I'm just (laughs) saying Mm -hmm. it for him. Also, it was established at Canon, as Canon, that when you have Dalek versus Frankenstein, Frankenstein wins. So and indeed, yep, yes. Although uh, Jimmy has mentioned before, Frankenstein, robot Frankenstein yep. wins. <laughs> so <laughs> excellent, thank you, Ted. All right, uh, we'd like to take a moment to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create the secrets of Doctor Who, including Robert C, Alan P, Ferdinand V, Jim K, and Dustin R. Their generous donations at sqpn.com/give make it possible for us to continue the secrets of Doctor Who and all the shows at Starquest. You can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. We'd also like to thank Victor Lambs, who edited this episode for us. So that's it from us. What did you think of the 10th Doctor Big Finish story, Expiry Dating? You can let us know by commenting on the show at sqpn.com, the Secrets of Doctor Who Facebook page, or send an email to Who at sqpn.com, or visit the StarQuest Discord community at sqpn.com slash discord. 
We'll be back next time when we'll be discussing the third Doctor story, The Mutants. Until then, Jimmy Yakin, thank you for joining me and sharing the secrets of Doctor Who. Thanks, Tom. Father Corey Stika, thank you as well. Thank you, Tom. And once again, I'm Dom Bettinelli. Thank you for listening to The Secrets of Doctor Who on StarQuest. And remember, executions at sunrise are fairly mean, like cheap flights that leave very early in the morning.